0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hi, I'm Heather Renee May, and this is Flipping Dreams Podcast. One, two, three, four. been recording the audio for Cactus Christmas. I'm very excited about this. This has been a really interesting journey. But enough about me. Are you ready to hear a little bit? Yes, I am going to share with you the first two chapters of A Cactus Christmas, a Texas Wine Trail series. So sit back, get comfy, grab yourself something delicious to sip on, and I hope you enjoy this sample. You are listening to Flipping Dreams and a Cactus Christmas novel. And don't forget, you can go to my website to sign up and get information. Pre-sales are coming soon. com. Here we go. May Day Publishing presents Cactus Christmas. A Texas Wine Trail Series, book number one, written and read by Heather Renee May. Chapter one, image, a drawing of an empty wine bottle on a square side table spilling wine. Early October, Kate woke up with a pounding headache and her throat dry. The room was dark, save for the crack of light that shone through the hotel's blackout curtains. She rubbed her eyes and rolled over to her side. At eye level, she could see the empty bottle of cheap wine and groaned at the memory of the day before. She sat up and pushed herself back until she rested against the ruffled pillows and the stiff headboard. Kate felt, at that moment, that she didn't want to go on. Littered around the queen-size bed, she could make out the remnants of the clothes and belongings she had thrown in bags heaped on the floor. It wasn't supposed to be this way. She looked down at her wedding band, and the diamond felt heavy against her swollen finger. Kate took a deep breath, letting her hand fall to rest, lifeless, against the bedspread coverlet. The day before had held so much promise— She cringed with regret as she remembered how hopeful she had been anticipating the premiere of her husband's latest film. He was planning to leave that afternoon for the Salt Lake City Independent Film Festival with Kate to join him the next day. Kate had been packing up their belongings while David was fielding phone calls from festival organizers all over the country. She was proud of his work. A staunch proponent for investigative journalism, David had exposed some of the most heinous crimes against our natural world. He had won awards for his work on the poaching of sea turtles, and this latest work exposed the fishing industry and their part in contributing to the demise of our larger mammal friends, whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Kate had beamed to herself while folding his shirts into the open suitcase. At that moment, she had felt extremely proud to be his wife. He could have chosen anyone, but he chose her. Well, she laughed to herself. He chose her after she sought him out as a mentor. He was 20 years her senior. She had followed his work all through journalism school, and he was a big reason she had pursued a career in writing. Writing to expose, to share, to inform, to connect. She had wanted her life to be more meaningful and to have an impact as well. Five years ago, when she saw that he was coming to teach a workshop on writing for film, Kate had jumped at the opportunity. She had booked a last-minute plane ticket to Charleston, flying from New York, to spend the weekend in the hope that she would meet her idol. She had secretly hoped that they would get to spend time alone. Now, as Kate opened her eyes in the still-darkened room, she thought, be careful what you wish for. Closing her eyes again, she drifted back to the past. It had been a whirlwind romance, dangerous and exciting. He was opinionated and strong, and Kate couldn't resist his charm and charisma. She also knew that others couldn't resist it as well. His phone would beep with text messages at all hours of the night. At one point, she saw that they were from women's names she didn't know, all professing their love for him and saying they couldn't wait to see him again. Kate had been out of her depth. David had insisted that there were nothing, and that Kate was just insecure in jumping to conclusions, that she was the only one he loved. Yet there was this nagging sense of dread inside Kate's gut. Their long-distance relationship lasted a short eight months when she finally gave up trying to compete for his attention. She had broken it off and cut communication. Then, a few months later, they saw each other unexpectedly at the Houston Intercontinental Airport during a changeover. That weekend changed everything. David dangled the ultimate carrot, marriage. At 43, Kate didn't have any other prospects. It would be his third marriage and her first. She decided to take the chance and dive into the deep end. She believed that if she loved him enough, he would change, that they could make this marriage work. She remembered the ecstatic feeling of happiness as they forged a life together. She had never met anyone with whom she could laugh so deeply. However, instead of sharing a life, it was more a matter of Kate merging her life into his. He was entrenched in Charleston culture and history, with familial ties that prevented him from leaving. Kate packed up her life in New York and moved into his estate. From the first moment she walked into his world, Kate knew that she was on unequal ground. He had everything in his life planned. He had housekeepers to take care of all his daily chores, and a staff to attend to his needs at the small office he ran from the guest cottage on the estate grounds. With his deep roots in the area, he was well known and loved by everyone. As an outsider, Kate immediately struggled to find her place. She had settled into the routine of his life, but she still felt something was off. It was just then, as Kate had been organizing his socks, that she unzipped the side pouch in David's suitcase where she saw a piece of paper stuck inside. Her gut hummed as she gently pulled on the edge of the paper. It was a card with a colorful sea porpoise on it, and as she opened it, a picture fell out of a beautiful older woman in a bikini on a beach. Alarms went off in Kate's head. Quote, to my hero, I'll never forget our time together, and I'll wait here patiently for your return. Always, R. Any excitement immediately vanished and was replaced by a deep knowing and heavy dread. It was one of the same women who had texted David before their breakup, one he promised he had severed ties with, yet this time, Kate knew that he had lied about it being over, that it had been nothing. This was something. She had heard a bustle in the hallway outside their bedroom, and Kate impulsively shoved the card back into the zipper pocket. Kate, where are you? Come join us for a champagne toast, love. Kate cringed and called back. Be right there. You know those moments that completely change a trajectory or life path? This was Kate's moment. She knew intrinsically that she couldn't go back to playing the role of the devoted wife knowing she wasn't enough, knowing that there were lies and deceit just below the surface. She couldn't deny how she felt any longer. It didn't matter whether the affair was physical or emotional. The fact that David needed someone besides her made her realize that she would never truly make him happy. And he didn't seem to care if she was unhappy. He didn't want to change. He wanted what he wanted. He was the famous one, the legend. She was just a woman, expendable. She had a choice, to shut up and continue to live this life of luxury and fame, having on the surface everything she ever needed, or to walk away from the limelight and the security of being married and take a chance on her own. Some people live very well with denial. Not Kate. She preferred the truth, even if it was unpleasant. She resolved that once he left for the airport, She would pack up her things for good. Opening her swollen eyes back in that hotel room, Kate took a deep breath as she exhaled all of her dreams and hopes into the dark. She had made the ultimate choice, to leave. And she didn't have any real proof other than her gut and her moral compass. Lord, only you can help me now. Kate was alone again, fending for herself, She would forge ahead bravely without knowing what she might face in the future. David had always told her that no one would love her as he did. Maybe that was true. Kate swallowed the lump of grief rising in her throat and steeled herself. If this was the only kind of love she could get, then she would learn to live without. She didn't want crumbs. She wanted the whole cake. Chapter 2. Image. A Telephone. Caroline was cleaning up her kitchen from Sunday's brunch when her phone rang. She dried her hands on the dish towel as she peered at the screen and said, "'Kate.'" "'Darling, how are you? Are you in Salt Lake City yet?' She sang into the phone as she cradled it for a moment at her neck. The voice on the other end was weak. "'Not exactly.'" and Caroline heard her dear friend clear her throat with a cough before speaking again. Her normally strong and happy voice sounded ragged and broken. Um, car? She paused. I've left David. Caroline dropped the towel and held the phone upright to her ear. Oh no, what happened? For the next thirty minutes, Kate filled her in on the events from the day before. Caroline was one of those friends who was more like a sister— It didn't matter how far away they lived or what kind of life changes happened. They always seemed connected. Kate also appreciated that Caroline always had time to listen to her. She never felt rushed, and she took her advice to heart. Oh, sweet girl, Caroline stated sadly. Are you sure you don't want to try and talk to him about it? Maybe there's a reasonable explanation. She trailed off unconvincingly. No. We've been down this rabbit hole before. David always denies and tells me I'm making things up. Honestly, I don't think I will ever know for sure. But I'm tired of him manipulating the truth. I have to trust myself, she said firmly. Truthfully, from the beginning I should have known this would never change. He lives in a fast-paced, exciting world where the values are a bit skewed. It's almost expected that someone with his kind of legacy would have multiple love interests— There certainly hasn't been a lack of admirers over the few years I've known him. Kate thought about the social events, cocktails, and dinner parties that had been her life for the past few years. She cringed when she thought of what everyone would think. She was playing right into the critics' hands as the much younger wife, confirming that the marriage wouldn't last. She felt like she'd failed. She knew it was a big deal to choose this moment to walk away from him when he was counting on her to be by his side. She also knew that she couldn't lie to herself any longer. The worst part is that I truly thought we would be this creative team and make this big splash in the documentary film world. I thought he really and truly wanted to do this with me, that he was as invested in my talent as he said he was. Instead of us working together to build a dream, I stepped into his world and watched my own dreams get set aside. Caroline nodded in agreement. "'Yes, I was worried that his fame would overshadow your spark. "'You've always had such a strong spirit and beautiful creativity, Kate. "'His flame could either add to yours or you'd just be consumed.'" Kate remembered how they had talked in the beginning about collaborating, but soon after they were married, she saw this vision drifting out of view. She remembered pushing this and trying to get him to sit down to work with her on ideas. He had brushed her off and merely stated, "'Why can't you just be?' Kate had bristled at the comment and said, But this is who I am. I am a writer and I want to establish myself, my identity. She had trailed off, frustrated in trying to explain, when he had merely said to her, Why do you need an identity? Why can't you just be happy being my wife? Kate came back to the present and replied to her friend, Exactly. I'm afraid that if I stay any longer, I'll lose that spark completely. Lately, I've begun questioning who I am what is my purpose? Do you know that I actually had the thought yesterday as I was folding his freaking underwear that maybe I should just be happy being his wife and not pursue my writing? Kate grimaced as she said the words out loud. Caroline exhaled loudly into the phone. Oh, hell no. I would never let that happen. And neither would your agent. You owe her another book. Kate knowingly nodded into the phone. I thought that marriage would be the final piece of the puzzle, making my life complete. Instead, I feel more lost than ever. Kate paused for a moment and looked grimly around the hotel room. Where do I go now? Carr? how will I recover from this? Kate barely squeaked out. Caroline took just a moment before responding. Well, you are going to get through this. You'll see over time. Right now, though, maybe the best thing you can do is get yourself back into your work. Right, Kate. Kate sighed deeply into the phone and said, Well, I don't even know where to begin. I feel like I lost all my drive focusing on the us of our marriage and partnership. You know, my last book didn't do too well, but I have to come up with something to fulfill my contract. Caroline interjected, Girl, you are a writer. It's what you do. Just because you married a man doesn't mean you gave all of that away. Just because one book didn't do well doesn't mean you should give up. She took the tone of a cheerleader. You need to get back in the saddle and write. Are you just going to give up your dreams because of someone else's bad manners? Hell no, Caroline answered for her with a southern flourish at the end. Kate nodded and laughed quietly. Well, honestly, I've always wanted to write that fiction novel, but never had the time to focus on it. What with David's relentless schedule. He also thought fiction was a waste of time. Oh, God, what does he know? Write that novel, girl, Caroline cheered. Kate sat up a little straighter against the headboard. Okay, let me reach out to my agent and see what she thinks. It's worth a try anyway. I have to find a place to write it, though, where I can get away from the memories and truly focus, Kate thought out loud. Well, you know you are always welcome here in Pensacola, darling, Caroline drawled, but I think maybe a change of scenery would do you good. Come to think of it, I've heard of this place in the hill country of Texas where you can rent an airstream right off the Texas wine trail. This is the new thing, glamping. Why don't you check it out and see if you can stay there for a few months to write? Kate's eyes opened as she felt hope for the first time in hours. You know, I've always loved airstreams, she laughed, adding, and of course, wine. Yes, I'll send you the link to the place through text. Call them. Get the heck out of Charleston and head west. It'll do you good to get away from everything you know and spend time and energy on yourself for a change, Caroline said, pleased with herself. Okay, yes, this is perfect. I'll go find a storage unit for my things and see how soon I can stay there. Kate exhaled after realizing she'd been holding her breath. Thank you so much for being there for me. I know that not many people will understand this separation, and I'm so grateful for having you in my corner. Pish, who gives a rat's you-know-what about them? Caroline spewed into the phone. Kate, you are worthy of having a wonderful life. You deserve happiness and freedom, and we need all of your creative talents. Get out there and find yourself again. Kate smiled as she hung up. She closed her eyes for a moment, picturing what it would be like staying in an airstream in Texas. She heard a ping from her phone and opened her eyes to see the link of the RV park come over text. Open Air Resorts. Spicewood, Texas. She took a deep breath and clicked through to call for a reservation, telling herself that she was doing the right thing, even if it was confusing and painful. It was now or never, and truly, time would tell. Half an hour later, Kate clicked her phone off. It was done. She had made a reservation for one of the Airstreams. The lady on the other end of the line had a carefree and friendly demeanor. Kate hoped that she could feel that way again someday, Perhaps Texas was going to give her the change in perspective that she needed. She pushed back the heavy hotel curtains and bright light stole into the room. The window faced the asphalt parking lot framed by a few beautiful, tall, old oak trees. Kate had one more piece of the puzzle to fit. She had to convince her agent to take a chance. Changing genres was risky. Kate felt that she didn't have much to lose after the last book's flop. Perhaps it was fate telling her that she was meant to write something different all along. She'd never know until she tried. Truthfully, she didn't want to write anything that was set in fact. She wanted to hide behind fictional characters and dive into a world that would help her escape from her own reality. She was tired of trying to uncover the truth. Truth may be stranger than fiction, but fiction is more believable. Kate used to love telling stories. In fact, when she was younger... Her mother would take Kate and her sister Lily for long drives along the coast. The Olympic Peninsula stretched out before them as they wound around in and out of forests with the Strait of Juan de Fuca tempting just beyond. They would pass an old house and make up stories about the people who lived there. Maybe it would be a house, or a car, or an old farm building. Kate delighted in those tales and continued to build on the stories long after they had moved on to the next one. Back to the present, Kate vowed to go back and find that girl again to find the fun and joy of those stories and the magic they contained she picked up her phone again and called her agent margaret picked up on the second ring well hello there how's my favorite author kate grimaced wondering what she'd think after she heard what she had to say i'm embarking on a new journey of sorts and i'd like to pitch you an idea for my next book she hesitated or novel margaret picked up the thread immediately wait Are you thinking you want to write fiction? Kate hesitated for a moment before fully committing. Yes. She then quickly dove into all the reasons and justifications. Her separation from David, her last flop, her need to find something she could really be inspired by. I'm hoping that this will help me to tap back into my love for writing and maybe help me to heal a bit as well in the process she finished on her last breath. The line was silent, save for Margaret processing this information with a few audible hmms. Hmm. Hmm. She finally spoke. Changing genres is usually a risky endeavor. With anyone else, I would advise against it. But with you, Kate, you're still building up your following. Certainly your first work was impressive, but I have to agree, your heart was not in your second. Kate swallowed hard. Give me a day or two and let me pitch this to the publisher. I think that with this new angle and your change in circumstance, this may just work out. Thank you, Margaret. Margaret. Listen, don't thank me. Just get writing. If we're going to do this, we have to pitch hard and deliver fast. I want your draft on my desk by the end of the year. Can you do that? I don't really have a choice, Kate replied. Yes. Excellent. Okay, let me get to work on this and I'll get back to you. She paused for a moment. And Kate? I'm sorry to hear about everything with David. Kate could feel her eyes begin to burn. Thanks, Margaret. I appreciate that. Who knows? Maybe this is just what you need to get fully back in the saddle. I know you have it in you, Kate. Get cracking. Kate felt encouraged as she clicked off her phone again. "'That's it, then,' she thought. "'Guess it's time to head to Texas.' By making a few pivotal decisions, she was changing the direction of her life overnight. Was it that simple? It didn't feel simple to Kate. It felt enormous and insurmountable. She was determined, though, and now she had a purpose. "'Well, what do y'all think? First two chapters.' Be sure to let me know. I'm really excited to see what happens with Kate. And I love her dear friend, Caroline. She's so spunky. Thank you so much for listening. And i will talk to you next week. Bye for now. You can find Flipping Dreams Podcast anywhere you love to listen to podcasts. Or you can find us on network.com. You can also find me on my social media, Facebook at Heather Renee May on Instagram at underscore every day is May or on my website at Heather Renee May.com. That's Heather R E N double Y.com. This has been a rogue media network production.